Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You could be seated just a moment here. So good again to be in the house of the Lord. And as I commented this morning, what progress has been made around here. And uh, I, I was looking the building over and reminiscing over 15 years of friendship and looking the church over and saying, thank God. Look what the Lord has done. Amen. This is the way it ought to be. Amen. Seeing the kingdom of God grow, prosper, uh, upgrades, uh, remodels, it's the way it ought to be. And I'm, I'm very grateful to God for that. And, and uh, we love the Riggin family. So good to meet uh, Micah and Carly. I really like these young people. I really do. These are good young people. I've enjoyed being around them. They have a right spirit. Amen. They have a right spirit, and it's, it's an honor for my family to make their acquaintance. And then to be with so many friends looking around, and uh, you know, I met Brother Riggin when we were young. We were young, but something's happened. <laughs> We've gotten older. <laughs> it's amazing how that works, but uh, amen. We're, we're so glad to be back here. I was thinking a moment before while he was introducing me, I thought, you know what, I preach more in this church than any other place with the exception of uh, the church that I pastor. <laughs> and so I have quite an acquaintance here. Some of you remember those, those years, and you know the preaching wasn't much, but I was excited about it. <laughs> Amen. But we're, we're, we count it an honor to be back here. And Brother Riggin and I, we don't talk every day. Time and distance has moved us uh, different parts of the country, different regions. Uh, you have humidity. We have hot. And uh, there's quite separation between us. But I can, I can go uh, some time and not talk to him. But when we talk, it's as if it was yesterday. That's the kind of friendship that we have. We immediately pick up where we left off, and it might have been the span of months since we have talked, but we have that kind of friendship. We have that kind. We don't have, we're such good friends. We don't have to talk every single day, and when we do, we just pick right up where we left off. I, I honor Brother Reagan. He's an elder in my life. I bounce things off of him often, and what do you think about this, and what about that, and and one thing about it, we laugh a lot. We never have a conversation but what we laugh. We've cried together, but in the end, we always end up laughing together. That's the way it ought to be because you know what? You're going to go through trials. Amen. You're going to go through things. But if you can have a right spirit, <laughs> amen, and in the end, you'll laugh. You'll laugh. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight? Amen. I do feel like preaching a little while, and uh, I'm not going to preach a long time. My wife told me this morning, eh, it's a little bit long. <laughs> she redeemed herself by saying, but it was good. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I want to preach. I'm not in a bad mood tonight. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. You know, sometimes you, you feel after things, what direction, God, what direction do you want me to go? And there's times, boy, you, mm, 
what spirit is that I'm going after tonight? And boy, you, you try to, you, you feel like you just, rah, you've got to get something and, and you're, you're chasing devils. And I don't feel that way tonight. I feel good tonight. I feel happy tonight. And uh, I, I just want God's will to be done. I really do. What I feel like preaching tonight is important. It is absolutely important. And I don't want you to feel tonight that I am being arrogant. I don't want you to feel that I am being condescending. I don't want you to feel like that I think I have all the answers. I don't. But this is something that I'm going to preach tonight. This is something that every apostolic church has got to get a grip on. Even if you're the best at it, you need a stronger grip in it. Amen. I want to read tonight from the Word of the Lord, the book of First Timothy, First Timothy chapter number 2. To all the guests, God bless you. Good to see you tonight. I want you to feel welcome. First Timothy chapter number 2, verse number 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. I'm just going to briefly recap some of the highlights that I'm pulling from tonight in this text for all men that all men were to be saved a ransom for all and that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting amen would you pray with me one more time that god would really open our heart to his word tonight jesus i love you with everything that's in me bless you tonight God I bless you tonight God I bless you tonight God God I want your will to be done God I want you to hammer this home into my heart tonight God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus 
Amen. God bless you. You could be seated tonight. I want to begin tonight by telling a story. And this is the story about the first united church of us four and no more. There were only four members, and their names were everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. And when evangelism and outreach and soul winning were announced, everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. And when nobody did it, somebody got angry because it was everybody's responsibility. And everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. And it ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could do. The story of the first united church of us four and no more. I want to preach about something that's important tonight. I want to preach about evangelism. I want to preach about evangelism. Praise God. The Bible says, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Amen. We preach it. The new birth message is you've got to repent. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost as is evidenced by speaking with other tongues. But oftentimes we leave off that fourth one where the Bible says, and you shall be witnesses unto me. I'm going to submit to you tonight that you don't really have the measure of the Holy Ghost that you need if you're not a witness. The Bible says you shall speak with other tongues, and it says you shall be witnesses unto me. Let me tell you, when I got the Holy Ghost, it made me want to tell somebody else. When I got the Holy Ghost, I spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave me the utterance. And I testified as the Spirit gave me the ability to do so. It ought to be you repent, you get baptized, you get filled with the Holy Ghost, and you start witnessing. That ought to be the proper, amen, sequence of you being saved. Repent, get baptized, get the Holy Ghost, and get a handful of church cards and go after it. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter number 3, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come or should come to repentance. Amen. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to True repentance. Amen. Titus 2 and 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. To all men. I'm preaching about everybody tonight. 
He is not willing that any should perish, but that all, everybody say everybody. This is about everybody. This is about everybody. Ephesians chapter number 2 verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world but now but now in Christ Jesus ye who are sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ for he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us I'm telling you this is about everybody there's nobody that's excluded there's nobody kept amen on the outside anymore but this is for everybody this is for everybody this is for everybody. Amen. Praise God. He came and he reconciled us. And he preached peace to us. Amen. That we're afar off. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore you're no more strangers and foreigners. But fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. And we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief corner stone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord in whom you are all are, are also are builded together for a habitation of God through the spirit this is everybody it's everybody Amen. I'm using a lot of scriptures tonight. Certainly hope that that doesn't offend you. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Amen. We were on the outside. Amen. We were alienated from the house and presence of God. But such were some of you. But ye are washed. Ye are sanctified. And ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. And by the Spirit of our God. Therefore, if any man if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Acts 17 and 30. And at the times of this ignorance, God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Thus far I've preached this is for everybody. 
Amen. This is everybody. This includes everybody. Evangelism includes everybody. But not only is it everybody, as we see in Acts 17, amen, at the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. It's everybody everywhere. It's everybody everywhere. Mark 16 and 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. It was everybody, everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Everybody say everybody. Everybody say everybody everywhere. Hey, this is about everybody everywhere. Luke chapter number 9, verse number 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor script, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house ye enter into, there abide and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Everywhere. Amen. Acts chapter number 8 verse number 3. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering to every house and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Amen. Therefore, he scattered them. Amen. He chased them. He persecuted. Therefore, they went everywhere. Everybody went everywhere preaching the word of God. Amen. Later on in the same book, the 21st chapter, then Paul took the men and the next day purifying himself with them, entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until that an offering should be offered for every one of them. And when the seven days were almost ended, the Jews, which were of Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up all the people and laid hands on him, crying out, men of Israel, help this is the man that teacheth all men everywhere against the people 
It was everybody, everywhere. Amen. He writing in 1 Timothy chapter number 2. Just bear with me a little bit. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse number 8. Paul writing said, I will therefore that men pray everywhere. When did this get limited to the church house? This is everybody everywhere. Amen. I would then pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In Acts chapter number 23, there arose a great dissension. The chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome everywhere Every, but I'm comfortable at Jerusalem no 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 Paul you don't understand this is everybody everywhere Romans chapter number 1 verse number 13 now I would not have you ignorant brethren that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you but was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also even as among other Gentiles I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians both to the wise and to the unwise so as much as is in me is I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also Amen. Acts chapter number 1, verse number 8 again. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Hey, let me tell you what I'm preaching about tonight. It's everybody everywhere. I'm preaching about evangelism. It's everybody, everywhere. But it's not just everybody, everywhere. It's everybody, everywhere, all the time. It's everybody. I hope I'm not irritating you tonight with my redundancy, but I want to hammer this home. It's everybody. It's everywhere. It's all the time. Everybody, everywhere, all the time. Matthew 28 and 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. This isn't re relegated to just church time. This isn't just about youth camp time or youth conference time. This isn't about our get-togethers and fellowship meetings. This is everybody, everywhere, all the time. I said all the time. It's everybody, everywhere, all the time. When you get in a car wreck on the way to church, first thing you ought to do for you, hand them the insurance card. It's hand them a church card. And said, you know what? If you would follow me to church, we can handle this after service. 
everybody, everywhere, all the time. I'm preaching about evangelism. It's everybody, everywhere, all the time. Well, I'm too old. Well, I'm too young. No, you're not. Evangelism is everybody, everywhere, all the time. Acts chapter number 16. At midnight, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. suddenly there was a great earthquake so that all the foundations of the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed and the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had been fled but Paul cried with a loud voice when was this when was this It was midnight. Where was this? It was midnight in the prison, but Paul had a revelation. It's everybody, everywhere, all the time. Amen. Paul and Silas stood there, and here's this man falling down, trembling. He said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. I hope you're getting this like I'm feeling this. Amen. Amen. To all that were in his house. And then he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized. He and all his straightway. At midnight, at midnight, they were having revival. In the prison, they were having the revival. And all of his house were saved. At midnight. This is everywhere. All the time. Everybody, everywhere, all the time. I'm not trying to come across as arrogant tonight. I'm not trying to be condescending. I don't want there to be a bite in anything that I say that you would mistake as me casting stones. But the only thing wrong with this church is there's a few empty pews. Amen. But if everybody, everywhere, all the time would get a revelation of evangelism, we would have to put more chairs down the sides, down the aisles. Amen. Can you testify at midnight? The midnight of your life. Several years ago, my wife and I walked through midnight. For nearly three weeks, 
We were in pediatric ICU watching our son, and we didn't know from hour to hour, literally from minute to minute, whether he would live or die. But you know what? At our midnight, a doctor would come in. A nurse would come in. Here's a church card. We want you to come sometime. It was our midnight, but I'm telling you, it was everybody, everywhere, all the time. First Corinthians 7 and 29. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. Romans 13 and 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Ephesians 5 and 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? What I have preached to you tonight. Is our evangelism program at home. It's everybody. Well, I'm too old, Pastor. No, you didn't hear me. It's everybody. But you you don't realize I'm old. I, I don't. You know, my friends are, I don't have very many friends anymore. You got people I can't reach. And there's people you can reach that the teenagers can't reach. But I'm too young. But you can reach people that the older people can't reach. At home we preach it everybody, everywhere, all the time. Everywhere. The gas station. Hey, I'm not knocking outreach programs. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. If you do it differently than what I'm preaching, God bless you. I understand. But I'm going to tell you, we don't do Saturday morning outreach. Amen. We don't gather at 9 o'clock and go knock doors. We gather every day. Amen. Every single day. It's everybody, everywhere, all the time. We don't limit it just to Saturday morning door knocking. Amen. It's everybody, everywhere, all the time. I made up my mind. Amen. That the next time I go to Home Depot, Amen. To, to buy things for the church. They're going to sell me something and I'm going to sell them something. Amen. They're going to hand me the bill and I'm going to hand them a church card. Amen. When I go to the gas station and I pump fuel into my car, there's somebody there. Amen. It doesn't matter what hour of the day in Phoenix. Amen. It's a city that's in a flux at all hours of the day and night. Amen. And it's everybody everywhere. There's somebody everywhere. Everywhere. And all the time that everybody could reach. I'm going to tell you tonight, evangelism is not what we do. It's what we are. There's too many people. They've got evangelism as this is what we do. No, I'm sorry. That is not what we do. That is what we are. We're called to be witnesses. I'm going to tell you, I saw this change in our church when we started approaching it this way. 
And I'm not claiming to be the best. I'm not claiming to even be good at it. I'm just telling you, I saw it work in our local church. People are looking at me saying, when are we going to do outreach? It's everybody everywhere all the time. What do you mean, when? This isn't what we do. This is what we are. Where you been today? And we started spending money on church cards. And I don't care if it costs me a million dollars. I'll find some way to borrow the money to get more church cards. We started passing them out. And, and the church people started getting this idea. You know what? It really is everybody everywhere all the time. And I, I don't live in the same area of town that I pastor in. It's just the way it happened. But uh, I was doing some business over on that side of town one day. And, and, and I went to a place and I was checking out. And I, uh, this is just the way I do it. Uh, they, they hand me the bill. I hand them a church card. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I said, man, where do you go to church? And it's, well, well, you know. In other words, I don't go anywhere. But I said, well, why don't you come visit our church? And I promise you, I'll treat you right. See, if you're going to have this method of evangelism, everybody everywhere all the time, you got to be a Christian, everybody, everywhere, all the time. It don't work if you're not willing to be a Christian everywhere, all the time. But I handed this card to this woman, and she looked at it, and she smiled, and she said, you know, there were some people from your church just gave me a card that just looked exactly like this. And I said, well, sounds to me like God's got your number. And now you've got ours. <laughs> and I went to another place. And I was going through the drive-thru. It was my day off from dieting. I was at Cane's eating fried chicken. And they were handing me my very unhealthy meal. And I handed them a very healthy church card. And the lady looked at it and she smiled and she said, does Sister Denisha go to your church? I said, she sure does. She said, well, she just gave me one of these cards. Folks, I live in a city of four and a half million people. It's not like living down in Podunk, Arkansas, where there's one stoplight and everybody knows everybody. But something happened, Brother Riggin. Our church got the picture that everywhere I go, if I'm looking for an opportunity to be a witness, everywhere I go is an opportunity. It's everybody, everywhere, all the time. And we started passing out church cards. Everybody, everywhere, at the gas station, at the grocery store, at, at the drive through restaurant, at the sit-down restaurant, at the dry cleaners, wherever we go. You know, I read in John chapter number 4. 
Jesus said, say ye not that there's four months to harvest. He said, lift up your eyes now and look upon the fields. They're ready to harvest right now. Can I submit to you that the problem has never been the harvest? The problem has never, ever, 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 ever been the harvest. The problem has always been the laborers are few. I'm preaching about evangelism. This isn't what we do. This is what we are. And let me tell you, the problem is in the laborers. But if a good number of folks would get some church cards, amen, and you may do this. And if you do, God bless you. I'm just preaching what's in my heart tonight. Amen. I, I'm, I'm tell, I've not seen a church yet that couldn't use help in the evangelism department. Everybody, everywhere, all the time. I watched this. We started doing this. And it was everybody everywhere all the time. Everybody everywhere all the time. Everybody everywhere all the time. And one Sunday morning, I believe it was the 7th of October, I was watching. From the time that pre-service prayer began until about five minutes into the preaching, we hadn't done a big mass outreach. This is just what we do every day, seven days a week. Amen. All the time. Everybody everywhere all the time. This is just what we do. And on one Sunday morning, one Sunday morning, we hadn't done a mass push. We hadn't done a blitz. We hadn't done an advertising campaign. It was just everybody everywhere all the time. I counted. 33 brand new people walked through that back door. In one Sunday morning. I'm telling you, the guests outnumbered the saints that morning. Let me tell you, everybody, everywhere, all the time, it works, it works, it works, it works, but it takes everybody, everywhere, all the time. On that Sunday morning, a young man, he was there for pre-service prayer. He was there earlier than the saints were there. He was ready to go when the doors were unlocked. His name was Desmond. And Desmond, he started coming. And a few weeks later, he, he would pray, and he, he was hungry for God. He just he didn't know a whole lot what to do, and, but he was just hungry. And he just kept coming. And he brought his brother. And his brother, Jackie, the very first service, the very first service, when the altar call was made, Jackie came to the front. And for 45 minutes, he stood there with tears running down his face, hands lifted in the air, never been in an apostolic service before in his life. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost in that service. And we baptized him in the name of Jesus. It wasn't long after that that, that Desmond's sister started coming. Amen. Ray Ray. 
Amen. We got two Ray Rays in our church. Amen. But she started coming and uh, uh, she got hungry. And then, amen, she came to the altar and lifted up her hands and prayed through to the Holy Ghost. And we baptized Ray Ray in the name of Jesus. And can I tell you, two weeks ago, finally it got on Desmond. And he said, Pastor, I'm tired of the old life. I'm ready to be baptized. And I baptized him in the name of Jesus. But somebody reached that young man. Somebody reached him. I don't know where it was, and I don't know who it was, and I don't know when it was. But with everybody, everywhere, all the time, somebody reached Desmond. And Desmond reached Jackie. Amen. And Desmond reached Ray It's everybody, everywhere all the time it's everybody everywhere all the time everybody everywhere all the time and let me tell you if you think the world doesn't notice Pentecostals you are sadly mistaken they notice us they know there's something different about us my wife told me just tonight, as they were coming downstairs, I went and got the vehicle and met them at the front door. And as they came down the, the elevators and out the lobby, they were stopped three times by people. People notice Pentecostals. The young people in our church some time ago, they helped us with a remodel project. And so I decided to take them somewhere nice to eat. And uh, we tried to work with our young people, teach them important things about life and, and how to go to a, a, a nice restaurant and put your napkin in your lap and, and, and all those kinds. To teach them, you know, uh, we, we take them to some nice places so they can be familiar with those strange words that, you know, you go to some of these restaurants and they, they, there's words, of, boy, I don't even, words like gratuity and things, things like that. We try to teach them what that means. And uh, then, then there's other menu items like al dente and al forno and, and my personal favorite, a la mode. <laughs> we try to teach them these things. And so we took them to this nice restaurant. It was actually P.F. Chang's. It is their flagship store, their flagship restaurant. Mr. Paul Fleming started there in the Phoenix area. Their flagship store is on the corner of Camelback Road and Scottsdale Road in Scottsdale. It's not uncommon to sit there as you eat and watch Lamborghinis and Ferraris and all kinds of fancy Bentleys and such pull through. Pretty high in place. We went, and it was a two-hour wait to get in with all of our young people, and the place was packed. And I, I'm, I'm not saying this for any personal aggrandizement, but we sat down, we ate, and uh, we, we, try, we teach our young people, look, when, when a waiter comes, you don't treat them like dirt. They're not your servant. You treat them re with respect because when you hand them your credit card, there better be a church card with it. And two things. You don't let them reject the church card or your credit card. <laughs> so we ate, and, and we teach them. It's, it's yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am, those kinds of things. And uh, the man... When he came and he, he gave us a check, came and he, 
He left and he wasn't coming back. He was done. And he walked away and I saw him spin around and he came back to me and he said, he just looked at me. I've never seen him before in my life. He looked at me and he said, I don't know who you are or what this is all about. Crowded restaurant, two hour wait to get him. Packed. He said, I don't know who you are or what you are, but I want to tell you, these young people are the very best young people that have ever come into this restaurant. I don't say that for any glory to myself. To God be the glory. But I'm going to tell you there's something about Pentecostals that the world notices. The world notices. They notice there is a difference about these people. I'm coming home. But the Bible talks about in 2 Kings 7. The four leprous men that set out the besieged city of Samaria. How that God sent a noise before them. They said, why sit we here till we die? And they started marching. And when they went, God sent a noise before them. We know the story from Sunday school days. How that they got to the tents. Would you stand with me tonight? They got to the tents. They started looking around. There's nobody there. But there's tables that are set. There's meals that are prepared. There's all kinds of gold and silver and precious things. There is everything that you could want. And there was four men. And it was all theirs. This is ours. This is great. Wow! Who would have ever thought it would be this good? But as they sat there dining, one of them felt a gnawing conviction. And he looked at the others and he said these words. We do not well. We've got all of this. And there's people back in Samaria that are starving. And we've got more than we could ever use. And we do not well. the rig and they look at us when we walk in a restaurant. They notice us when we exit the hotel or walk through Walmart. They notice. They're just waiting. I hope they'll come talk to me. I hope they'll tell me what it is that's so unique about them. I'm dying to know. But how many times do we walk right past them? We've got all of this. We've got the touch of God on us that makes the difference. 
but can I submit to you tonight that we do not well. We do not well when we don't stop and say, look, amen, I want to tell you what God did for me. Here's a church card. Why don't you come visit us? Come, we'll treat you right. You'll enjoy our service. I want you to find what I found. I want you to see what we're all about. Let me tell you, if we can sit down and dine on the very good things that God has given us without it ever tugging on our heart, that there's somebody out there that doesn't know, let me tell you, we do not well. We do not well. I was looking out the window tonight as we were getting ready to leave. We're on the fifth floor, looking down across the little park area. There was a little family sitting there, sitting there beside the road. Looked like they were waiting on something. And it broke my heart. I said, I want to get down there. I don't know what they're waiting on, but it could be a church card. It could be an invitation. And then I saw a car pull up and they jumped in it and it broke my heart because I realized I wish, I wish, I wish that could have been a good saint. I wish I could have pulled up in that minivan and said, hey, come on, go to church with us. I'm telling you something about everybody, everywhere, all the time. It's gotten a hold of my heart. What about you tonight? What about Olathe, Kansas? What about this Kansas City metro area? Come on, there's some people at New Life Church, amen, that would say, you know what? I'm going to rise to the challenge. I'm going to meet the call. It's going to be everybody, everywhere, all the time. It's going to be at school. It's going to be at work. It's going to be on the way home from work. It's going to be at the grocery store. It's going to be on Sunday, and it's also going to be on Monday. Come on, is there anybody feeling the burden of what I'm preaching? Amen. Everybody, everywhere, all the time. Everybody, everywhere, all the time. Everybody, everywhere, all the time. We do not well. We do not well to enjoy good church services without bringing somebody with us. Come on, everybody. Come on, young men. Everybody, everywhere, all the time. Everywhere, all the 
Lord. Let's love the Lord. Let's love the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's thank God for the word we've heard tonight. Come on, we need God to put it deep within us. Hallelujah. just dedicated especially those night services just to me that's just the way I felt about it it felt like he just talked to me each night and uh, the day services unfortunately I was teaching myself during the day and so I didn't get to hear nearly as much of the day but but at night at night it all started with the first night Bishop Johnson who is an elder in this church, Brother Tom Johnson started it off by talking about the need for the presence of God to be in our services, for the need for God to just be our focus, get the glory of God moving. And, and um, then, and then, of course, Thursday night, my pastor preached and my did he ever preach did he ever preach you know the things that I talked to you about just last Sunday night about my vision and what I am believing God to do here and um, brother Howard got up and began to preach it's time to climb a little higher on the mountain and, and, and look on out there and see he said God promised Abraham as give him the land as far as he could see he said so get up a little higher because you can see farther and you look and God's going to give you that land God's going to give you your vision and uh, my my what 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 preaching that was and how encouraging and faith building that was and then Friday night Friday night elder Dudley preached about the process and promise of the harvest my, did he ever preach. And, uh, you know, he, he began to talk about the promise of God, what's going to happen here in the last of the last days, in this hour. And he talked about Jesus planting the seed in the heart of the woman at the well and how he talked to her, carried on a conversation with her. And he planted the seed, and she went back into Samaria and told everybody, come see the man that told me all things that ever I did. And the whole city turned out. The whole city came. And, and, and he pointed out, he said, Jesus is sitting there. The people from Samaria are coming. And Jesus said to his disciples, don't say it takes four months to have a harvest. He said, now that's... That is the normal rate of time. It's four months. You plant a seed, and it takes four months to get the harvest. But he said, Jesus told them, don't, 
don't say it takes four months because I just planted the seed today and the harvest is coming right now. He said, this is the way it's going to be in the last of the last days. And he went over to Amos chapter 9 and began to talk about the promise. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord. The plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him that soweth seed. Brother Wisdom, where'd you go? Come here, come here, come here. I want you to, I want you to come right down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to modify this little illustration Brother Dudley gave. I want to modify this. I want you to think about this. The treader of grapes is going to overtake the one that sows the seed. Now, you know when they tread the grapes? I mean, there's a process of time. You plant the seed. It becomes a vine. The grapes grow. You got to wait till the grape is ripe. And then when it's ripe, you pluck it, you, you pluck it and then you tread it. It's a process of time. But here's what he said, Brother, Brother Wisdom, I want you just to walk back and forth across this church just planting some seed. Just put some grape seed out in the ground there. There you go. Brother Jared, where are you? He's interpreting. Brother Brandon, you got your hands full. Brother Merriman, come here. Praise God. Hand that baby off, Brandon. I'm going to need you. Hallelujah. Now, you know, you got somebody's got to pluck the grapes, right? But it takes time. It takes time. So you start about where you are, and you, you make the same track, but you just, just do it slowly, all right? But you're, you're plucking the grapes. It's been some time since he's planted seed, and, and he's plucking the grapes. And now, Brother Brandon, I want, you to, I want you to come down here, and about the time that they're at either side here, I want you right in the middle, and and, 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 and then this is, this is what it said. Now, now look, Brother Merriman, I want you following him now. I don't want you just walking. No, 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 you go, but, but where, whatever line he's on, that's the line I want you to be on. I want you following him when you go back that way. There you go. There you go. Kind of make a circle there, if you would, Brother Wisdom. And he's planting seed, and Brother Merriman's plucking. It's been time, and, and it takes a little time. Now, right about now, I want you to be following Brother Merriman. He's treading. I want you to tread out what's been picked. I want you to tread those grapes. Now listen, this is what the Bible said. The day's coming. This whole process is going to speed up. So Brother Merriman, pick up the pace a little bit. I want you to get up there a little closer to the man that's sowing the seed. I want you to get the idea of what's happening here. He's sowing, but he's already starting to pluck. And he no sooner starts to pluck till the man's right behind him starting to tread. I want you, Brother, Brother Wisdom, pick up the pace a little bit. You got to get ahead of these guys. You got to stay ahead of them, but they're getting closer. I want you to understand what's happening, church. He's planting. He's plucking. He's treading. The harvest is coming. You can't even get the seed in the ground before harvest starts to come. Somebody get a hold of this tonight. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen to New Life Pentecostal Church. You get a hold of what this man preached tonight. You get out there. Let it be everybody, everywhere, all the time. This is what's going to happen. In fact, I need some more people to help harvest. Come on, Brother Dale. Come help us out. Come on, Brother Jerry. Get in this. Brother Goff, get up here and help me out. I, we we got to have more. He's planting, but it's growing too fast. The seeds are coming too fast.
church. A little faster, Brother Wisdom, a little faster. Pick it up a little faster. Well, hallelujah. Come on, Brother J.D., come help me. Come help me, come help me. Come on, we got to have some more. It's, it's too big of a harvest. The harvest truly is plenteous. But the laborers, that's where we're short. Come on, Brother Chad, we need some laborers around here. Pick up the pace, Brother Wisdom. They're catching on you. They're gaining on you. Come on. I'm telling you, it's harvest time. It's revival time. Come on, guys. Don't let that guy get too far in front of you. Come on. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. Anybody else feel like harvesting tonight? Anybody else have a desire to get in on this? Anybody else saying, all right, God, I see it. I'm going to accept it. I take the challenge. It's going to be everybody. That means me everywhere, all the time. the Lord. Thank you, men. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. tonight's what I've been trying to put into practice for a long time. I, I told you, I, we went down to Branson, Brother Myers. That's, that's three hours from here. But you know what I was doing? I was looking for people that might be from this area the whole time I was there. And God helped me two different nights. I, I walked and began to talk to some, just began to strike up a conversation. And, the, and, and one man looked at me and said, Olathe, Kansas. He said, that's where my kids live. And I'm headed up there tomorrow. And he said, if I could, I'll retire right there. I said, here's my church card. I want you to come see Yes. Hallelujah. Sat down in another place the next night and struck up a conversation. The man beside me, I said, where are you from? He said, Kansas City. I said, Kansas City, really? That's where I'm from. He said, where? I said, I'm in Olathe. He said, my kids live in Olathe. I live in Lenexa. I said, here's the church card. Come see us. Hallelujah. It's everybody, everywhere. I'm telling you, I go out of town, you can ask my wife. I go out of town, I look at license plates. I'm looking at license plates, and I'm telling God, God invariably leads me to somebody from Johnson County, Kansas. I see it everywhere I go, and as sure as I see it, here's a church card. Get stuck on their windshield. I'm going to make sure they know somebody, somebody from New Life Pentecostal Church sought them out and found them. Well... 
everybody. I want you to say everybody. everybody. Say that means me. Do you get that? Now normally it's not healthy to talk to yourself. But this time I want you talking to yourself. I want you to say that means me. Everybody. Everywhere. All the time. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. It wasn't but just a few weeks ago. Brother Merriman went and put a church card on a gas pump and had a lady show up for service that next service. She said, I prayed and said, God, let me find out who, who put this on the gas pump. Walked in and found Brother Merriman. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, church, it works. It works. I don't know how many times that, that my wife and I have gone through drive throughs and handed church cards and, and, and they've said, well, this is the second one I've got today. Or, Brother Howard was telling, us, was telling us about being at a restaurant and, and uh, uh, a woman, uh, the waitress came up to him and said, well, how are you, Reverend Howard? And he looked at her and said, do, do I know you? She said, oh, you don't know me, but I know you. She said, I got about, I think she said about 50 of your church cards with your picture on it. People, everybody comes in here, gives me one of your church cards. Well, that's the way it ought to be. That's the way it ought to be. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Did you find them? You got them? Go get those seeds. We're going to plant some seeds. We're going to plant some seeds. Everybody's going to plant some seeds. Come on down here. Everybody's going to plant some seeds. How many we got in there? I don't know. It was time to order again. Yeah, it's time to order again. Amen. We've got, we got uh, about 125,000 just in Olathe, 3.5 million in Kansas City Metro. We need a few more of those. We're going to do it. Is anybody going to put this word into practice? What you heard tonight, you're going to put it into practice? Anybody going out to eat tonight? Yeah, some of you are. You going to take some church cards with you? How about the rest of you? We're talking about everybody now. We're talking about everybody now. Talking about everybody now. We're talking about everywhere. Anybody going to have to stop by the gas station tonight? Yeah, well, you need a church card for that too. Anybody going to have to go by Walmart? Not tonight? Well, Lord have mercy, I can't believe it. Anybody going tomorrow? Anybody going to Walmart tomorrow? You know you, come on ladies, you know you're going to be there. Yeah, yeah, there's a few hands, a few heads nodding. Now, you know you will. Amen. Anybody going to the grocery store tomorrow? How about this? Anybody going to work tomorrow? You need some church cards. 
You need some church cards. Amen. If they won't let you hand them out at work, here's what you do. You show up a little early and just go through the parking lot. And when the boss comes, says, why are you doing this? Say, here, well, I'd like to invite you to my church. You come see for yourself. And when you get what I got, you'll be doing the same thing I'm doing. Well, hallelujah. Amen. I've heard, I've heard Elder Davis talk about the great revival that really built the church in Jackson, Mississippi. That's where he prayed through to the Holy Ghost. It was in Jackson, Brother Tommy Crafts. He talked about, so there was one young man there. He said it reached a point where they had to rope off entire rows of that church for that one young man. And somebody finally asked him, said, how are you getting all these people to come? He said, oh, it's easy. He said, I just go up to him. said, you ever been to a three-ring circus? They say, yeah. He said, well, man, our church is better than three-ring circus. He said, there's something going on over here. There's something going on over here. There's something going on in the back. He said, man, there's something going on all over our church. He said, it's more exciting than a three-ring circus. He said, they just come. Hallelujah. And they prayed, I don't know how many of them, through to the Holy Ghost. So the devil's got us convinced it's difficult. The devil's got us convinced they're going to ask us some Bible question we don't know the answer to. Now, I'm not giving you an excuse to be ignorant of the Scripture, but I'm going to tell you the best answer you can give is, you know, I'll find out for you, but let me tell you, this much I know, I'm not what I used to be. It's what the blind man did. When they confronted him and started pinning him down, he said, you know, whether he's a sinner or not, I can't, I can't answer all your questions. This much I know, I used to be blind and I'm not now. You deal with that. Well, hallelujah. I'm not what I used to be. I can tell you that much. Something about that place forever changed my life. That's not hard. That's not difficult. Praise God. Amen. Well, this is the way we're going to dismiss tonight. You're going to come down and get you some church cards. Before you head out that way, you're going to come this way and get some church cards to take with you. Well, hallelujah. Because it's everybody, everywhere, all the time. Thank you, Brother Myers. Thank you so much. I'm telling you, 100% on target tonight exactly what we needed to hear. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. I appreciate it so very much. And I know, I know it was really quite a bit out of their way to come to Kansas City on their way to Phoenix. But I'm so thankful that they did. Aren't you, aren't you glad they came? Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Now, now just, uh, just a couple of weeks, I'm going to be heading out to Africa again, but, but Elder David Abbott and his wife and daughter, Danae, are going to be here to take care of the church while we're gone, and so I'm excited about it. I've been talking to you about the need to hear the voice of our, voices of our elders, and uh, so we're going to get an elder to come in here and spend a little time and, and do some teaching and preaching and singing. Now, they're, they're phenomenal singers, I'm telling you. They... they They've got some CDs out and what have you, and I'm sure they'll do some singing. And, uh, but anyhow, they're going to take care of things while I'm going to Africa in just a few weeks. Amen. Yes, sir.
All right. Anybody going to take the challenge? Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Well, praise God. Uh, I'm trying to think of what my announcements are for the week. We got Tuesday night prayer, Thursday night midweek service, uh, fast days. We have a food bank order this week. When is that? 11.30 on Wednesday.